0: If you go in with a genuine desire to help and a genuine desire to get to know somebody, this could be a game-changing opportunity for you. Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour Podcast, brought to you by Boss Project. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. One of the number one things I see business owners getting frustrated with is leads. How to get them, how to get more of them, how to get them with less effort. And I'm here to tell you it's completely possible to get all the leads you could ever need and get completely booked out in your business without going out and getting them for yourself. When I booked out my agency type services the first time, I went from laid off to booked out in 30 days and I completely replaced my cushy corporate salary. Eight months later, I had made my first $100,000, and four months after that, I doubled it. I've discovered nine ways to get leads 100% on autopilot, and today I'm going to talk about just the first two that got me more business than I could ever handle. Now, before I do, I want to invite you to my next workshop. Inside this workshop, I'm breaking down exactly how I went from $0 to $264,000 in 12 months in high-end services without paid ads, social media, or trendy marketing tactics. I used exclusively my warm market and organic traffic to book out my agency. And you can sign up for free right now at bossproject.com slash organic. To sign up, that's bossproject.com slash organic. Now let me take you back. I need you to understand just how critical it was for this to work for me. It didn't just need to work, it needed to work quickly. See, I had gotten laid off twice and I still remember the sting, the feeling like I had failed, the concern I felt not knowing if I could pay my bills, the guilt like I'd been the one who done something wrong. And I never wanted to feel that way again. I vowed after it happened the first time way back in 2011 that I'd never get back to this place. And that first blow had sent me into a fury of depression, a constant raw feeling that I didn't know if I could adult, and that constant feeling of disappointment in myself that left me broken. I had no savings. I had a car that was barely running. My townhouse was a 1920s, not up to code, run by slumlords, college disaster of a place to live, and I couldn't even make toast without cutting power to the entire place. My lowest point was selling my plasma to make my last few hundred dollars to cover rent. And I had never felt so desperate. I took every opportunity to interview, whether it had anything to do with my background or not. I needed work and I needed money. When it happened the second time, I was so freaking pissed. I knew the slippery slope I had been through the first time, it hadn't even been. A full four years since the last time it had happened. But now I was married with a mortgage. When we had bought our first home, we had purposely purchased a house that we could afford with one income. And it didn't need to be a fancy job either. We lived in a not so great part of town. The cops were literally on our streets several times a week. And I'm pretty sure the house across the street was a drug house. I'm pretty sure they either made or sold meth there, or maybe both. And as crazy as it sounds, this was a massive step up from that tiny apartment that I'd rented. I simply turned a blind eye and pretended like this was the best place ever. And I was determined to make this house feel like a home. That first nine months we lived there, my husband was completely unemployed. He'd quit his job and moved across the country when we got married, only to find there was absolutely no work for him here in Kansas City. He spent his days renovating our 1960s fixer-upper, and I put on a suit, which I cannot even begin to imagine now, and I went to work. The day I got laid off, Jared had only been back to work full-time all of four months. And to say I was completely terrified was a dramatic understatement. I had gone from $0 in my bank account to the sole guarantor on a bank loan for a house that only four months ago, I was the only one paying on. I'm pretty sure any sane person would have done exactly what I did the first time and started applying like a madwoman to any job. They even felt, what, 20% qualified for? But instead, I sat my spouse down. I have 30 days. They're paying me for 30 more days. All I had to do was sit at my desk. They took all of the work away. And I was supposed to be using that time to apply for jobs. Now, what I didn't know at the time is they were simply trying to avoid unemployment and I should have known. But I felt like this was my real chance. What if I never had to rely on anyone else again? What if I could pave my own way, make my own money, create my own future? I was so young and I had so much self-confidence, so much so that I felt like I was obnoxious, at least looking back. And I said to him, what if I take the next 90 days and try to build a business?" We can afford the house on your income. And if in 90 days I can't replace my salary, I'll look for another job. I felt like I was bartering for my life, but my husband knew I was a very determined woman and he knew I was right. Now was the time to take the gamble. When else in our life would our expenses be this low? It really felt like now or never. And I took the leap. And in 30 days, I completely replaced that cushy corporate salary. And my vow went from I'll never be in this place again, to how can I make sure no woman ever has to experience this for themselves. It became my life's mission, like the sole reason I was put on this planet. I was meant to help more small business owners create real financial freedom. So when life happens... They simply do not have to worry. I knew what desperate felt like. I knew what being unsure if you could eat the next week meant. I knew what finding change on the floorboards would do for your day. I was so tired of all the gatekeeping. I knew that it took resources and time and money and connections to get to where you wanted to go. And I constantly had this doubting feeling. I grew up in a small town. There was literally one stoplight. My neighbor was quite literally a donkey. Who was I to believe I could build a business without connections? Who was I to think I could make enough money to actually make this my livelihood? But I believed. And like so many of you, I knew deep inside myself I could do it. And I know it's that same inner voice that got you started. But how do you do this without this constant scurry and need to find new leads? I'm here to tell you exactly how I went to Booked Out in 30 days and where those leads were coming from. Now, before I could even tap into these two ways, it was really important to me that I reconnect with my network. I sat down everyone I could think of that had influence or connections. I went out and emailed and took people to lunch and took people to coffee. I thought of every person in my community that was connected. Now, while I did absolutely connect with my junior league president and other nonprofit leaders and other business owners... The people that made the biggest impact were my friends and family. My focus initially was not on landing clients, but getting really clear on what I was searching for and how I could be connected to the right people. So sure, I did pitch myself. I did talk to potential clients and let them know the kind of work that I could do. But I knew the power of these connections. And ironically, it wasn't the fancier business or nonprofit connections that came through for me. It was those friends and family. And they weren't writing me a check or saying yes to my services for things that made no sense for their lives or businesses. This wasn't like some crazy MLM scheme where you're trying to connect with those closest to you. Now, don't get me wrong. I think network marketing can be a really powerful tool if done appropriately and has been something that's worked for me in the past. But that's not what we're talking about here. I wasn't saying things to them like, I want you to connect me with potential clients. I am selling XYZ services. Instead, I shared my passion. I shared the types of things that I wanted to do, the kind of impact I wanted to see, the types of projects I dreamed about. I shared my dreams, my innermost desires with the people that were the closest to me, the people that supported me, the people that wanted to see me be successful. And knowing that the goal was not to connect me with a paid client, but rather connect me with other people that matter or other people that could make a difference, this was the game-changing factor. Ultimately, my mother-in-law came through first. Now, I think in any other time or space, this may have been something that I overlooked, took for granted, or rolled my eyes at. When someone who loves you so much and wants to see you be so successful, I think often the things that they do, when they seem silly to us, we don't see the potential that they have. And I remember at the time, she let me know about this other small business, and this person was doing exactly the kind of business I wanted to be doing. And I was honestly like a little offended. I was like, mom, why are you introducing me to someone who is already doing what I want to do? Like, I don't need to know her. I need her potential clients. Now, I didn't say that out loud, but I think that exact thought planted the seed. And for you, I want you to be thinking about who in your community is doing exactly what you want to be doing. It doesn't necessarily need to be someone who lives five minutes down the road. It doesn't need to be someone who lives in your same city at all. It can simply be someone else in this online world who is offering the same type of services to the same type of businesses that you want to work with. Now, what I'm about to say is not foolproof. It's not going to work 100% of the time. And I think if you go into it with the wrong mindset, it's not going to work. But if you go in with a genuine desire to help and a genuine desire to get to know somebody, this could be a game-changing opportunity for you. I still remember the day, the exact day, we went to coffee for the first time. I took this woman who had been in business for a handful of years already, who was already incredibly successful, who already had consistent clients and consistent sales, and I felt really young and out of place. I was just getting started. My business was fresh. I had a handful of clients, but their projects were not notable. They were small. And often at a price point that I was too embarrassed to say out loud. But instead of going into it with this desire to take, I went in with this desire to help. And I asked her about her life and her business and her goals and her dreams and her aspirations and what she wanted to do next and what life looked like. Now, that conversation absolutely spurred in a direction that I was not anticipating. And she shared that she was at this point where she was completely booked out and she would either need to hire additional help so that she could scale her capacity or she was going to have to start saying no. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. And I could just tell, I don't know if it was her demeanor or the way she was talking about it or... The universe lining up or what. But I sat across from her and I said, Well, what would it look like if you could pass those leads along to someone that you knew could take care of them? Because I could just tell, like from the way she was presenting herself, that she didn't have any desire to manage someone else internally in her business. Because in that moment, I definitely could have pitched being an unpaid intern, or someone who worked below her, even at a lower or reduced rate. But I didn't want to work for someone else. And she didn't want to manage a team. And so instead, I just asked her what it would look like to pass those leads along to someone she trusted. And I could see her face light up. She was so enticed she was excited about what this could look like. Now, I took a couple of additional conversations after that, but ultimately, I negotiated a deal where any client that was either not a fit or someone that she didn't have capacity to take on, that she would still have the discovery call, that she would still get the details on the project, but she'd pitch the project to me. And if I wanted to take it, and the client ultimately paid, and only if they paid, I would then pay her out a percentage of that project fee. And all she had to do was gather those initial details and pass them along to me. She didn't have to do any of the work, any of the deliverables, any of the follow-through. That was on me. Now, the trade-off was that once I did that initial client work, that first project, That client was now mine, and any project I did after the initial project would be mine 100%. Now, if you're interested in negotiating a similar deal with another booked out business, I encourage you to think about a true referral fee. Could people refer business? Sure, they can. And many of them will refer it for free. However, they are going to be way more incentivized to do it on a regular basis if you develop a system, a rapport, and a way for them to earn a check. And so I was not afraid to pay for these leads. I wanted the experience. I wanted the client work. I wanted projects. And that's exactly what I got. I paid her a percentage of that initial fee. I believe it was 15 or 20% of the initial project. And then that had a cap. So I want to say the cap was up to $500. And for her, it was maybe 15 to 30 minutes of her time to earn potentially up to $500. I honestly think we could have continued this relationship into perpetuity But I definitely got to the point where I was starting to generate enough of my own leads organically that I didn't necessarily need every single lead she was also getting to be booked out. And so this was a relationship that lasted for maybe a year. And beyond that, I had all of the experience and all of the leads necessary to be completely self-reliant. But like I mentioned, there was two things that got me completely booked out. And that was just one of them. So the second thing that happened, and one that I know that you could absolutely do, is Heather, one of my best friends, introduced me to her old boss. Now, I think when she made the connection, and when I made the connection, I had imagined that this was going to be more of a freelance gig. Something I would just do occasionally and would just take overflow. And honestly, if you're in any sort of marketing specialty, freelance gig work can be a really effective way to start your business. When agencies are busy or they have overflow work, they will often bring in part time either freelancers or other contractors to fill a gap. And the relationship that started was one that took me by surprise. To me, this was a clear step up from just freelancing. I wasn't just doing a portion of a project or this one aspect, you know, like an illustration for a single ad. I was white labeling. And there are two ways you can specifically white label. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the concept of white labeling, essentially it means for any business, they are offering a specific type of service or delivery and someone else can offer the exact same service or delivery, but white label what they are offering. And this can go kind of two directions. Either you will see a business that is perhaps smaller, white labeling an outside service, but making it seem like it's a part of their normal delivery. For example, a web designer that is white labeling the copywriting for their web projects. For the client, they may notice no difference or change in the service delivery. And there is a lot of assumptions made on the client's part that that copywriter is in-house at that business. But they may be a contractor that is white-labeled under that business to deliver that service as if they are part of that business. So rather than being the person that's white-labeling, I was the person doing the work as a white label, if that makes sense. Now, like I mentioned, there's two specific ways. One, you are either interacting directly with the client and sometimes even through email with a white label email address and interacting as a part of that company. Other times... That business will take on the full responsibility of all client relationships and communication and you will simply be providing the back-end service, the work, the labor. Now, if you do this well, you can absolutely create long-term relationships with various companies often multiple at the same time, offering similar services for all of them. Their clients are none the wiser. And potentially you have no responsibility at all for getting the client work. In this instance, you're typically paid by the business that's white labeling your services, not by the client themselves. So they're acting almost like a middleman But usually it's because they are taking on a good portion of the project themselves. And you are only handling a small aspect. Now, what this did for me and for my career was allowed me to work with clients that were at a caliper that I would not have had access to myself. I had clients like Pizza Hut and Coca-Cola and Massage Envy and various other Fortune 500 companies that were. Huge. And me in my mid 20s, just starting my own little agency, it would have been laughable. Like, not that I couldn't have done the work, because clearly I did the work, but having the right connections to get in the right rooms to get the contract, that's a different story. So, not only is the pro with white labeling that you potentially don't have to interact with the client, but you also can create consistency. Because often white labeling is less expensive for the businesses offering it than bringing in a full time employee. And you get to raise the bar for the kinds of services that they can deliver without the need for them to raise their operating expenses. Now, yes, you have costs, but your labor, even at a premium rate, will often still be less expensive than them offering a full-time salary with full-time benefits. It's honestly like a total win-win for everyone involved. And white labeling isn't necessarily just specific to the marketing landscape. I've seen it done in a whole variety of services across many, many industries. Now, both of these strategies worked then, and they would absolutely still work today. You could either get paid referrals from a busy business that's offering similar services to the types of things that you want to do, or you could white label underneath an agency that is perhaps much larger than the business that you want to run, but give you access to clients that you wouldn't have access to otherwise, or even if it is the kinds of clients you would have access to, potentially remove the necessity of you having to find them yourself or manage them yourself. And you can create dynamic and personal relationships with these other companies that allow for consistency. These strategies absolutely helped me hit my first six figures. They absolutely helped fill my pipeline with leads that I did not get myself. And they kept me busy until I was able to create the framework that allowed me to produce my own organic leads without the need for outside referrals. Now, over the last 12 months, I did an experiment. I wanted to see what it would look like to do this all over again in today's market, with today's technology changes, with today's economic issues, challenges. And over those last 12 months, I definitely booked out my services using warm and organic leads, but not necessarily using these two strategies. It was important to me that I get closer to what my clients' challenges were, the kinds of things they're going through, the kinds of roadblocks they're facing. And in those 12 months, I not only booked, but cash flowed $264,000 in web development and consulting services. Again, just using my warm market and organic traffic. My approach wasn't exactly the same the second time. But if you want to know exactly what I did today and how I would do it again, you can join me for my very next workshop. And I'm going to walk you through absolutely everything I did to make this possible. This was a different approach and it still worked. And it's one that still takes advantage of that warm market and your existing connections. So if you want to be a part of this workshop, I would love to have you. You can go to bossproject.com slash organic and get your seat. I cannot wait to see you there. I am cheering you on every single step of the way. And I can't wait to see you get more leads on autopilot. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership